I'm Trent Norris, fund manager at Sterling Capital. And this is Michelle Nipko. I'm the podcast host, and welcome to the One Trade Podcast. Hi, Trent. Gosh, another really interesting week on the markets where they continue to take the escalator up. And I'm wondering when the elevator down will be coming. You know, I personally think that the war in Ukraine is going better than we might have expected. Putin has not used chemical or nuclear weapons, thank goodness. So I think that takes some of the initial uncertainty out of the market caused at the onset of this war when it felt like just anything was possible. And you know, anything is still possible, but the worst case scenarios seem less likely. I think that this is booing the stock market. But along with the war, there's so much more, as we know, going on inside our own borders here in the U.S. What are your thoughts on this last week, Trent? Hey, Michelle. Man, what a crazy week in the bond market. You know, I've never seen anything like it this past week with interest rates spiking the way they have. And I'm watching the reality version of the 70s show here. 1970s was the last period of a sustained high inflation and a vicious uh, bond bear market. Interest rates and mortgage rates were very volatile to the upside during that time. So the bond market, as we talked about, is the straw that stirs the financial markets. Is it any wonder that the bond market will come under pressure now that the Fed is promising to no longer support it? Yeah, let's talk about the U.S. housing market and how it affects it. So I'm reading that 30-year fixed mortgages are now approaching 5%. Wow. Now, while 5% is traditionally a low interest rate, but it's worrisome is how rapidly the mortgage rates are moving up. Right? It's very surprising. It seems like the rates are taking the elevator up. Yes. And, and, you know, I've read that with both rates and prices considerably higher, the median mortgage payment is now more than, get this, 20% higher than it was a year ago. Wow. Yeah. And I fully expect the real estate market to hit a wall. Now, I'm not saying it has to crash, but it sure seems like now it's in for a struggle. Yeah, I agree on that trend. Simple economics here. When price increases, demand generally decreases. Although, as we know, there's still a supply shortage, right. which might keep prices steady. But once there is, that is no longer the case, demand should decrease. So prices might decrease as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it, of course, it's area specific too. So oh, just depending on, sure. on the area and, and like you said, the su- supply and demand. Mm-hmm. But just here in Austin, the, just the way that home prices surged this last year was absolutely you know, incredible. You know, when things move up like that so quickly, there's going to be ramifications for that. Oh, for sure. It can't continue forever, right? No. And that's at a certain, when rates are low, when rates go up, that just means that that price is up, right? Right. So the, 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 that price of the homes feels like has to come down. But you know what? Everybody wants to move to Austin, Texas. So maybe (laughs) (laughs) for now, right? (laughs) Hey, so, um, yeah. So what I wanted to do on the show today is do a quick rundown, if that's okay, on all the trades from our our previous weeks and kind of make a comment or two and and feel free to comment as well. So, so our first trade was NG Energy and NG Energy, they just mentioned a brand new oil component to this natural gas play. And so the oil is now free upside. So I'm right now incredibly bullish still on NG Energy. 
Right. And uh, the MSOS ETF, if you remember that, the cannabis e- ETF. So news broke out about federal legalization vote going before the House. And so it seems like it's kind of just taking another step closer. This one's kind of just meandering along. But I, like I said, this is kind of a, a multi-year play. Could be a generational opportunity with cannabis legalization. And these are the companies that are in that are will directly benefit from legalization within the United States. And it might be something that Biden has on his agenda to get through so, because he promised he would. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to do something. Right. Exactly. So, right. They want to start doing things that, that are positive. Yep. Um, also, uh, Go Gold. Okay. So this is an amazing silver and gold company. Uh, we're doing well with it. it great mm-hmm. management team. Once again, extremely bullish on it. I kind of love that it's both silver and gold. It feels like right. not that oh, many yeah. companies are both. So I like that right. about Go Gold. Mm-hmm. And uh, CGX Energy. Okay. So this one's been our biggest disappointment and it's definitely our most speculative pick. Now, I'm not ready to give up on it yet. Um, because it can move wildly. And at the same time, it certainly looks like the floor is kind of being established here now. So we'll have to watch this one close and, and kind of see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our next one was another gold company. It's called a Millennial Precious Metals. This is a rock solid, great potential margins on gold in mining friendly Nevada. And so once again, with how the bond market's acting, what's not to love about it? Agreed. Yep. Love and it. Then, Gold in Nevada. I like right. it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so, and then after that, we did the Datadog short. Now, this is good overall portfolio insurance on an overpriced growth stock in a high inflationary environment, right? Growth and inflation, they just don't mix well. And so, you know, I want to have put options on high growth names. So I, I still really like this, this put that we have. It's a longer term put. Makes sense. Um, and then the SPUT, so the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. I mean, what's not to love about this? Uh, uranium is still in the early stages of a bull market, and that chart, it just it's just inching its way higher and higher and higher on the physical price of uranium. So, Agreed. There's there's so much uh, buzz around that on the Twitter sphere as well. So right. A lot of buzz on uranium. Exactly. And uh, so then after that, we did Abra Silver. So Abra Silver really hasn't done much. But I'm extremely bullish on the cheap ounces of physical gold and silver in the ground. So it's probably our most risk to reward of our gold and silver names. Um, mm-hmm. So love that one, but it hasn't really done much yet. And then, so, and then our next one was the DoorDash short, right? And so mm-hmm. that was your pick. I think it was really smart. And it, it could be the perfect thing to short with food and labor costs rising significantly. And necessities, right, are becoming more important than luxuries. And and on that note, actually, on Twitter, I noticed more and more people complaining about how expensive their local restaurants are or chains. And they're, they're citing specifics. So I noticed this just recently, how food prices are just surging in these in the food costs in these restaurants wow. and the overall bills. And actually, someone yesterday put on Twitter about uh, DoorDash specifically, and they were saying with all the extra charges on DoorDash and they just list them all out. They're like, I'm done with this. And they're kind of saying from a business model, it just doesn't make sense here. It doesn't make sense. And even with all that, they've never been profitable. Right. And and how are they, how are they going to now? How are they going to now? Food and labor costs are surging. Mm -hmm. It almost with all these headwinds almost seems impossible. So 
uh, like that short for sure. And then the other one is URA ETF. And we were talking about doing call options on that. So we're still kind of just waiting patiently ourselves for that by the dip moment. But of course, we're bullish on uranium. And this is an ETF full of uranium producers and larger companies. So yep. love that as well. So I like yeah. it, Trent. Great picks. I feel really good about all these trades. Um, I feel the trades are early and the strategies are still playing out, which is fantastic, right? That's part of our asymmetric plan is to get in early and, and be in as it hits that asymmetry. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. So, well, hopefully they do play out. Hopefully they, <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. That's what everyone says. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Just going to take a little more time, but no, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm, I'm sure. bullish on each one and there's a purpose behind each one. Yeah. So. And really, you know, if some of them are stagnant, as long as one or two play out with the asymmetric trades that's right. the, that's the goal right it's right. not like they're all going to be winners but just one no, they or two won't. exactly 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 so um all right trent well what are you thinking for this trade of the week so yeah i was wrestling with what to do for the trade of the week and honestly i just can't look past another precious metal stock the bond market looks to be in for some real trouble going forward, as we just talked about. And gold can act as a substitute for bonds in a higher inflationary environment when owning bonds makes little sense as yields are much lower than the actual rate of inflation. Mm -hmm. And on another note, so there's three guys that I follow pretty closely and I highly respect in the precious metal space. And these guys were like the most accurate overall in their forecasting and specifically gold right? It, it turned, rel they turned relatively bullish recently here. And so these guys were a few of the sane voices in the gold community who were kind of cautious in the past year and a half saying, Hey, gold needs to go through a corrective phase because it kind of just soared uh, into 2020 and it's going to need time. Um, so I don't know if them getting bullish, you know, if they're necessarily going to be right, but them being the most accurate, it's just something that I'm looking at because I respect these guys and they're not the guys who are always pumping gold relentlessly. And so that kind of is on my radar. And so I wanted to do for this trade of the week. Let's hear it. Uh, Let's hear it. Yeah. Endeavor Silver Corp. And okay. it's the ticker symbol is EXK. And mm -hmm. so far we've picked three gold and silver stocks for this podcast. And all three, I believe have incredible potential upside, but they're all Canadian OTC tickers. And the nice thing about EXK is it's traded on the New York Stock Exchange. So investors who are limited to say only the big board exchanges like the Robin Hood investors can buy this name. Sure. And nice. Does it also have options as a... It does. Uh, yeah. And the, the, the options, I've actually done options and successfully on EXK. We'll, we'll oh. go into that a little bit in the Fantastic. past. Fantastic. Great. Mm -hmm. So, so a few notable points on EXK and, and why I made the trade of the week. So it's a silver and gold producer in Mexico, the top management team. And what I really liked is they held back gold and silver last year uh, when it was selling for lower prices. I thought that was an absolute brilliant move by Smart. management. So they're also bullish on the prices of precious metals increasing, which I like to see. Mm -hmm. And the outlook for 2022 is about... 7 million ounces of silver equivalent from their two current mines. And EXK has tremendous growth pipeline over the next few years. So Terra Nera is Endeavor's next core asset and future flagship mine. And so this is one in their pipeline. It's kind of like the next one up. And a feasibility study shows that high-grade silver 
a gold underground mining operation producing 3.3 million payable ounces of silver and 32,000 payable ounces of gold per year over 12 year mine life, which is they have very high margins with all in sustaining costs of silver equivalent at $10 and 62 cents. And right now silver's at around 25, 26 bucks. So you can imagine as silver, wow. I'm bullish on it. If it continues to go up in price, the type of margins that this mine will have. And nice. so their plan is to put into production in the first half of 2024. And here's the other kicker too. EXK also recently in January acquired one of the largest underdeveloped silver projects. I get this 525 million silver ounces in Mexico. Wow. And that doesn't include the lead and the zinc. And so that's also in the pipeline. So kind of my plan with EXK has just been to accumulate shares on the pullbacks. And also to your point about buying long dated options, that's that's a strategy as well. Um, EXK has been, you know, one of the more consistent silver stocks in the mid-tier space. And so my expectations is you know, we have years to go in this commodities and precious metals bull market just because the last two lasted about a decade. And this one really kicked off, I believe, in 2019 um, when gold broke out and then 2020 silver broke out. So we still have possibly the rest of this decade to go. And so EXK would be a company that could grow into this you know, precious metal cycle really nicely because what they have in their pipeline, like they're not going to run out of their reserves. They're, they're doing it right. That's great. It sounds like there's it's so well run, right? It Holding is. back gold and silver when prices were low, that seems really smart. They're not thinking quarter smart. to quarter, they're thinking long term. And just looking at the price of this stock, um, it's four dollars and ninety-two cents right now. That's right. such a nice affordable price. Right. right. And and with gold and silver companies in general, just like we always caution, is you just want to buy them in the weakness. And so mm -hmm. they will be pullbacks in this stock. And that's what, what I do is I just take an initial position, but you'll never get the bottom, right? Um, never, so, no. right. So we just scale in over time, buy on weakness. And I, I just think it's a, a position in a gold and silver, specifically a silver stock that you can kind of hold versus um, maybe say some other ones that aren't as long-term focused. I like it. Try it. Yep. It's great. Cool. Good choice of the week. Because you know what? These days it feels like it's difficult to pick. It is. <laughs> I'm always like, what is Trent going to come up with this week? Because this is hard. It's a hard environment right now. But, um, and you know, things are changing. But like we talked about, sometimes they don't change as quick as we think they're going to change. It, like you said, it's impossible to pick a bottom and a top. But I think getting the overall trend is the goal. And you know what? Once again, we are we have not witnessed what's going on in this bond market. And right. in the times of higher inflation, you know, I titled this, right, the bond vigilantes are back. And and the reason is, is because the bond vigilantes were they they kind of gave this name to these guys back in the early 80s. And they were the 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 traders that would push up the yields and kind of hold the Fed accountable right for the higher inflation. And mm -hmm. so that's really what we're seeing is we're seeing this bond market really sell off. Well, a substitute for bonds like fixed income, a good substitute as we all know is gold. gold. And so I don't know how this is going to play out, but it's just making the most amount of sense to me now and the fact that these stocks are still relatively cheap to me it's it's not a sure bet, but it's almost like a no-brainer. So that's kind of 
that's where I'm at now currently. Smart. I like it, Trent. Yep. All right. Well, let's have another great trading week, everyone. Take care. All right, everyone. Stay free. And that's the podcast. If you like the podcast and would like to hear more each week, don't forget to subscribe. And of course, we'd always appreciate a review. If you'd like to contact us to learn more about Sterling Capital or just to say hi, you can email us at onetradepodcast at gmail.com. Let's have a great trading week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. And now for the required risk disclosure. The material in this podcast is presented solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any securities or any related financial instruments, nor should any of its content be taken as investment advice. One Trade Podcast accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss or damage of any kind arising out of all or any part of this material. We recommend you consult with a licensed and qualified professional before making any investment decision.